재미와 지식의 오디오라이프 팝빵 Every Sunday, we start the show with Helen Cho's hot new releases. Helen is a freelance translator and interpreter. Hi, Helen. Hello. How are you today? Good. How are you? I'm good. Happy, as always. We are wearing the same kind of sneakers today without mentioning the name of the sneakers. <laughs> is, it, is it a translator thing, you think? Maybe, yes. It's mm-hmm. the sisterhood of same brand trainers. Right, right. Um, well, they are very comfortable. Maybe it's a maybe it's a translator thing. We walk a lot. Right? <laughs> oh, yes. Yeah, sit down and stare at the computer screen a lot more. Like, <laughs> what exciting news from the world of books do you want us to start off with today? Well, it's that time of the year where people are getting super excited about the Men Booker Prize. Ooh. And the 2016 Men Booker Prize shortlist was announced recently. And from the 13 writers on the long list, we have whittled down to six writers mm-hmm. on the shortlist. A lot and of whittling. Yes. And, you know, the Men Booker Prize um, is one of the most prestigious literary prizes in the world. It was established in 1969. Mm-hmm. And its previous winners include and Enright and John Banville. Mm-hmm. Um, my friend posted on SNS that she knows that it's fall because of the smell of kinko fruit. And Man Booker Prize is, I think, one of the ways I, I know that it's fall. It's that <laughs> time of the year again, right? Yes. It's very nerdy, but, but there it is. So tell us more about the prize before we, we talk about the shortlist. Well, the winner of the Men Booker Prize um, goes away with £50,000. And each of the shortlisted authors receives £2,500 as well. So um, both the winner and the shortlist authors are guaranteed a worldwide recognition mm-hmm. and plus an increase in book sales, as you can imagine. Mm-hmm. So they're already winners. Yes, they are. I mean, each mm-hmm. of the shortlisted authors um, goes away with £2,500. Mm-hmm. So that is quite something. Yes, yes. Congratulations. <laughs> and 2016 is the third year the prize has been open to writers of any nationality. So last year, the Men Booker Prize was um, given to Marlon James for um, his book, A Brief History of Seven Killings. I remember talking about that book on the show. That mm-hmm. was a year ago already. Mm-hmm. Yes. Time flies. Time does fly. Uh-huh. And you're having fun. <laughs> I was going to say time flies when you're getting old. Or when you're translating, actually, <laughs> towards the deadline. Yeah. So are there any surprise omissions this year? Who's on this year's shortlist? Well, this year's shortlist is quite special. Um, it stands out for featuring a mix of emerging writers of, mm-hmm. of uh, established literary names. So the big names um, like the Nobel laureate J.M. Kutzi and A.L. Kennedy have been knocked out of the competition. So um, we have some of the most really exciting emerging up-and-coming writers on the list. Um, two of the six remaining novels are by British authors, um, with two from the US, one from Canada, and one with an author with dual citizenship of Canada and UK. Mm-hmm. So um, the the prize has been open to any nationality, but most of the writers are still coming from UK, mm-hmm. US and Canada. Yes, but okay. it's been more inclusive you know, mm-hmm. this way. Mm-hmm. So what did the judging panel have to say about why they knocked Kotsaya um, off the list? <laughs> 
I mean, it's a pretty big name to knock yes, off the list. I know. Right? I was actually very, really very surprised. Yes. Yes. Um, he was probably really disappointed. Um, the chair of the judging panel, Amanda Foreman, said that all the books on the shortlist were subject to, I quote, a level of scrutiny that few books could survive. Um, she also said that not the, even Kotsi could no. survive. Oh my goodness, <laughs> you didn't quite make it. Uh-huh. So the, she also said that the final six um, reflect the centrality of the novel in modern culture. Mm. So I'm curious to find out what this new level of scrutiny looks like and who made the cut. Um, well, the judges praised the remaining novels, the remaining six novels, um, in, I quote, exploring culture and in tackling unfamiliar and challenging subjects. And they also mentioned that the shortlist authors were um, you know, quite, should be praised for their willingness to play with language and form. So mm, That sounds interesting. It's not just the subject matter or the uh-huh. content of the You have the to books. play with the language and yes. form. It's Ooh. also all about how they're written. Uh-huh. So among the nominees, and we have the novelist, playwright, poet Deborah Levy, mm-hmm. and she was shortlisted for um, this year for Hot Milk. Um, she was actually shortlisted once before in 2012 mm-hmm. for her book Swimming Home. And we also have names like Otisa Moshvig, um, who was de- um, nominated for her debut novel Aileen. So mm-hmm. that was quite an achievement. Mm-hmm. Well, before you you reveal this very exciting list, let's listen to a song with a very, very apropos title, The Best is Yet to Come by Frank Sinatra and John Sakata. Out of the tree of life, I just picked me a plum. And everything started into Welcome back to Hot New Releases on the Bookend. I can't believe how good Frank Sinatra and John Sakata sound together. Yeah, <laughs> I'm nodding I, in agreement. Yeah, I know you're not a fan of Frank Sinatra. <laughs> you're just going to soundlessly nod. Okay, <laughs> that's great. So give us the list of books that actually made the Man Booker shortlist. Yes, yeah, so I already revealed two of the six names, Deborah Levy and her book Hot Milk and Otisa Moshvig and her title, debut title, no less, Aileen. Mm-hmm. And the other four on the list are Paul Beattie and his book The Sellout, Graham Burnett and his book His Bloody Project, David Saleh, uh, with um, his title All That Men Is. And last but not least, we have Madeleine Thien from Canada with the title Do Not Say We Have Nothing. Mm, I'm sure our listeners are impatient to hear more about the shortlisted titles. Let's go over some of the authors and their titles that have made it on the list this year. I'll start with Deborah Levy's Hot Milk. Um, this is a story about two strangers who arrive in a small Spanish fishing village and we find out that they are a mother and daughter. The older woman, the mother, um, is suffering from a mysterious illness, a mysterious paralysis, actually, and she has to seek a cure beyond the bounds of conventional medicine. Oh, wow. And she gets help from her daughter, Sophia, Mm -hmm. who is really having difficulty um, trying to understand her mother's illness. So what we see all throughout the book is this kind of very difficult um, relationship between mother and daughter and Mm -hmm. how, you know, the story kind of makes you think about the nature of motherhood and what it means to really test the bonds of 
parent and child to a breaking point. Right, right. Mm-hmm. So tell us about the writer. Deborah Levy is a British playwright, novelist, and poet. So she writes all sorts Very of stuff. Very versatile. Yes, uh-huh. indeed. And she is the author of five previous books, including Beautiful Mutants, The Unloved, the, and Swimming Home, which was nominated for the Men Booker Prize in 2012. Mm-hmm. And she's written plays and short stories, of course. Mm-hmm. And what's next on our list? Next on my list is the last one that I mentioned on the list, Not Say We Have Nothing, by the Canadian author Madeleine Thien. And she presents in an exploration, an examination of China from the days of Chairman Mao to Tiananmen Square. Mm-hmm. And in, this book is actually quite hotly tipped to win. Mm. So this is the one that you do want to read out mm-hmm. of all the six books on the list. And mm-hmm. um, we are taken back to Canada in 1991 and meet a little girl, a 10-year-old girl named Marie. And um, Marie and her mother invite a guest into their home, a young woman called Ai Ming from China. And she's fled China in the aftermath of the Tiananmen Square protests. Mm. It sounds pretty fitting for the challenging subjects category that the judging panel mentioned. Mm-hmm. Right. So tell us more about the book. So we hear from Ai Ming the story of a family in revolutionary China. She mentions the peaceful, crowded tea houses during the early days of Chairman Mao and then she goes on to talk about the events leading up to the Beijing demonstrations of 1989. Mm-hmm. So it's a story that packs a lot into it. Um, you know, you get revolutionary idealism, music and music s- too. And silence. We have three magicians in the story actually mm-hmm. named Sparrow, Zuli and Kai. They are, and they're a composer, violinist and pianist respectively uh-huh. and they have to, as you can imagine, really struggle to remain um, loyal to one another and also to the music they have devoted their lives to mm-hmm. during the days of the uh, Cultural Revolution in China. Right, right. I mean, Cultural Revolution was a very difficult time for people to maintain relationships. Mm-hmm. Like, um, when you were talking about uh, hot milk earlier, like parent-child bonds were yes. really, really pushed to the test mm-hmm. during that time. So, can you tell us more about Tien, maybe previous works? Um, she's the author of the story collection, Simple Recipes, that came out in 2001. And she's written novels, um, Certainty, and Dogs at the Perimeter. And her books and stories have been translated into 23 languages. Wow, that's impressive. Wow. Yes. So, next on our list is Eileen. Yes, this book... Not um, the writer, the title. (laughs) Yes, it's actually the author's debut novel. That's quite impressive. Mm. And the title actually comes from the name of the central character. And we have a young woman who is trapped between her role as her alcoholic father's carer and her day job as a secretary at the boys' prison. Boys' prison. She has a lot going on in her life, hasn't she? Uh I think this is the the unconventional of the categories. Uh Uh And unsurprisingly, she dreams of escaping to the big city. Of course. (laughs) And then, you know, she feels like she's really stuck in this life. So she fills her nights and weekends with shoplifting, stalking a handsome prison guard named Brandy, Mm -hmm. and cleaning up after her father. 
Mm-hmm. I think her her life at that point was ripe for some sort of change, right? Yes, and um, the change comes actually in the form of this beautiful, charismatic woman named Rebecca, who starts working as a new counselor at the prison. Uh-huh. So Aileen actually gets enchanted by this woman, and they begin this friendship, which actually pushes her into committing a crime that goes beyond her wildest imagination. Oh wow! So, <laughs> This is quite a story, I must say. And uh-huh. I can't believe this is actually a debut novel from a young writer. Mm-hmm. Tell us about the writer. Uh, Tessa Moshfig is a fiction writer from New England, and she's written a novella before. It's titled Met Glue, and that won the Fens Modern Prize in Prose and the Believer Book Award. And this book, Eileen, was shortlisted for the National Book Critics Circle Award, and he won the Penn Hemingway Award for debut fiction. Mm, great. Great. So how long do we have to wait to find out who the winner is this year? We have to wait until Tuesday, the 25th of October, UK time, for the winner to be announced. Exactly a month. (laughs) Yes. So, um, well, we have a month to read all the shortlisted titles. Right, right. With bated breath. Yes. And the ceremony will be broadcast by the BBC and will be Mm -hmm. held in London. So, Mm -hmm. fingers crossed for all the writers. Yes, yes. Best of luck. Yes. Let the best one win. (laughs) And on that note, that's it for today's hot new releases. Thank you so much, Helen. I'll see you in the new season. Yes, see you in the new season. Exactly. Happy new season. (laughs) Bye-bye.